and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, UFO over Navajo Nation. That's correct, UFO over Navajo Nation. Now this involves a news crew down there in the southwest of the United States that was doing a story, short story, and as they're filming the story, the camera captures a high-speed UFO darting across the sky. And it looks to me like one of these orb-type UFOs. It's a broad daylight sighting. This thing is moving at a tremendously high speed. The first article I have here is from express.co.uk. They've got a video of it and a picture. And the picture, you know, is blurry, but it's almost like this long rectangular shape, reminiscent of the Tic Tac UFOs that we saw off the coast of California. Not that many miles away, I suppose. It says, UFO sighting news broadcast captures alien craft over UFO hotspot, Area 51, claim. And it has a picture of the gal here, and uh, they're doing some kind of uh, Native American uh, activity. And the story basically is about the fact that uh, they don't have enough water. Well, they are kind of in the middle of the desert. But the poor folks, it looks like a lot of the water that they would have normally used has been contaminated over the years by uh, uranium mining. Now, I I can get a few facts here. Just to put this in uh, perspective, the Navajo Nation uh, is consists of over, I believe, 17.5 million acres. It's a big number, 17.5 million acres. And if you do the math on that, it ends up being... Uh, it ends up if you a piece of land that would that would actually be 165 miles long by 165 miles wide, bigger than a lot of states. And in that area, according to the U.S. Census, there was about 173,000 people 10 years ago. But apparently, right about now, they have about 200,000 people living in this uh, area. That's uh, roughly. Uh, 17 and a half million acres. Now the story goes, and this is by Tom Fish, and it's published today, August 7th. And they have the video here, uh, no sound, but you could just uh, you could you can go to the uh, Twitter account UFO Warning. I have the links there with a couple of articles. I have some links there with some background information about the Navajo Nation because it's very interesting, and also a link to the actual YouTube video. Uh, you can get there by going to uh, at Warning Sub UFO or just go to Twitter and find UFO Warning. While you're, there, while you're there, do a follow-back. Now it says, Eagle-eyed UFO enthusiast bizarrely believe footage captured a disc shooting out of the clouds in the far distance to the right of the screen. Wow. We can't even get through the first sentence of the paragraph. <laughs> you know, UF, Eagle-eyed UFO enthusiast bizarrely believe. Now, I... I pick these articles because I want you to understand that the media has an agenda. And most of that agenda involves lying to you. Now, there's nothing about the belief that that's bizarre. It's the object itself in the video that's bizarre. And, you know, if it was the only one we ever had ever seen... <clears throat> You might see say that, well, it's just an anomaly, or it's just something that popped up on the camera. We're getting these things every day of the week. So there's nothing bizarre about the claim that this is an unidentified flying object. It's an object. It's flying. It's not identified. Okay, let's get past the nonsense here, if we can. 
Eagle-eyed UFO enthusiasts bizarrely believe footage captured a disc shooting out of the clouds in the far distance to the right of the screen. The video segment features Cynthia McFadden of NBC News discussing the water crisis affecting the Navajo people in Arizona, where at least 30% of the houses on the reservation lack running water. Well, as I said, they're in a desert, but when you get to where you start to research uh, this situation a little bit, there's obviously a lot of suffering going on. And I, the more I look into these uh, orb-type UFOs, the more it seems to me that they are attracted to suffering. You have uh, an area that covers 165 miles by 165 miles with 200,000 people in it. You have hundreds of millions of dollars spent by the federal government. And why do these people have to live without running water? There's just so much unnecessary suffering in this whole situation. And it seems like the more of that you get, the more paranormal stuff you have going on. It says here, Alien Life Conspiracy Thirst, Scott Waring, took to his blog to speculate wild, wildly about the dubious find. Boy, this person here seems to have a lot of anger towards Scott Waring. Now, Scott Waring's made some claims that seem a little bit over the edge to me, but that's his right. It doesn't make him a bad person. People could say the same thing about me or, or anybody. He said, UFOs are often seen by Indians and have often been called spirits. Well, that's true. I'm not sure why NBC Nightly News missed it, but they were probably focused so much on the girl, they, igno they ignored all else. Oh, that's hilarious. She is an attractive lady doing her Native American dance there. Okay, it says, probably not, but they were more likely on their way when they noticed the TV crew and people gathered. Mr. Waring added how he thinks it is no coincidence the footage was shot so close to America's most famous top-secret base, Area 51, a location long associated with the alien conspiracy theories. He said Arizona is a huge bullseye of a hotspot for, for UFOs. <clears throat> Excuse me. With Area 51 in nearby Nevada desert <clears throat> and Nellis Air Force Base, also in Nevada, we kind of know where this UFO was headed toward, Nevada. However, the incident is clearly a small cloud and is yet another example of, of pareidolia, the phenomena of recognizing objects and patterns, otherwise random or unrelated objects. Boy, that's some of the worst UFO writing I've ever seen. I'm sorry. I mean, thank you for posting the article so that I can read it. But my gosh, I mean, it's so opinionated and... It's as if the person that wrote this article hadn't even watched the video. I mean, I don't know about the author, but I've never seen a small, solid cloud move at thousands of miles per hour. I'd call that a UFO. Anyway, uh, I do have the link there. Usually, Express is not so uh, mean-spirited when they do their writing about UFOs. But that one there, they clearly are on that. It's almost like... Uh, someone has just got to them and told them, hey, get on this and start trash-talking it. And, the, you know, the, the thing is, I think the more I find the mainline media or even kind of the edge-line media like Express, the more I find these guys trash-talking UFO sightings or encounters, the more I tend to believe the encounter or the sighting. It's almost as if the more real it becomes, the more vicious they become. Now, you ought to be able to write a piece. It's a simple 
UFO sighting. You had a news crew. They went out to the uh, Navajo, a part of the Navajo Nation here somewhere in Nevada, and they were just doing like a five or ten minute little story on uh, the problems that the people have there securing clean water. And while they're doing the setup, they're uh, videotaping a little Indian dance there by one of the gals, you know, trying to do the little, cult, the little culture angle of it. You see this UFO just go darting across the sky on the sc- screen from the video. And that's interesting. Now, they could have just said, well, it's, uh, it's just something that popped up on the video or whatever. But you just look at this article and just see the mean-spirited and the nasty attitude, it seems like, where they're just, you know... They're 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 telling they're they're basically calling people delusional and paranoid. I mean, I don't know when that kind of an attitude comes out. That just makes me more curious about what's going on now. And before I ran on too much here, there's a couple other things, and I I do strongly suggest that you go there and you look at that video of this orb racing across the sky. It's so reminiscent of what uh, Commander uh, Fravor saw from his uh, cockpit and Underwood and the guys on the East Coast. I mean, it's not just news crews seeing this stuff. Is this guy that that wrote this article for the Express, is he going to sit there and tell me that those eight Navy pilots and and the and a couple dozen people in that radar room that saw Tic Tac and and, uh, Gimbal and Go Fast, is he going to tell me that those guys are paranoid or delusional. Come on, man. These are the guys that are protecting our country. These are our our military heroes and you're going to are you going to trash talk them because they happen to see a UFO? I mean, at some point at some point just the average person out there has got to be able to pick up the newspaper and say, "Man, this is so one-sided and so nasty and so demeaning. What's going on here? What's the agenda?" They have an agenda. And I want to get back to this whole thing of how these UFOs seem to be attracted to uh, areas that might just be at the flesh point or areas of extreme suffering. And I, I have to think that, that these folks on that Navajo Nation are under extreme duress. 30% of them haven't got access to fresh water in the middle, and, and they're in a very arid, what we would call desert area. And why is that? It says here on on Wikipedia, the Navajo Nation, a territory covering about 17.544,500,000 acres, so 17.5 million acres, 27,000 square miles, occupying portions of northeastern Arizona, southeastern Utah, and northwestern New Mexico in the United States. This is the largest land area retained by an indigenous tribe in the United States with a population of 173,000 as of 2010. Now, I found an article saying that the population was actually around 200,000. It, it's more than just that. I mean, not only do you have this enormous area, okay, 27,000 square miles with a couple hundred thousand people in it, but obviously, they're not. Uh, the area is not developed the way that it needs to be. And it turns out, apparently, according to at least one of the chiefs there, the federal government is acting as an impediment uh, to allowing these people to develop their land and to profit off of the resources. I just can't imagine that being being out there in this in this arid area, no access to water. The water they did have that they depended upon has been. Uh, 
poisoned by the uh, mining for uranium, plutonium, whatever. They've, they've, they've had a lot of their water resources poisoned. So what they actually need, I guess, is to dig super deep wells. But sometimes when you dig those deep wells, it's going to require a lot of water treatment. You're going to have to do it on an industrial scale because that water's going to have all kinds of, you know, whether it's sulfur or, or it has like heavy uh, metal in it, it's going to have to be treated a lot more than the water, say, that comes up uh, just, you know, maybe 100 feet or 200 feet below the surface. So they really, they're in desperate need of development. They are in desperate need to develop their resources, but they're being impeded from that. And not only that, you see a little bit of this... You see a little bit of what's going on with all this COVID thing. I watched the re I watched the news report, and you can watch it too. And the news media, man, they just hammer on the COVID thing. Well, I looked a couple things up. Now, you got a couple hundred thousand people that live there, all right? Two hundred thousand people live there, and they're talking to these folks and a lot of these older Native Americans, young Native Americans. They seem perfectly healthy, and they got them all wearing masks. They're scared to death they're going to die of the damn COVID. Now, come on, two hundred thousand people. All right. I found I found uh, some of the facts on the COVID uh, just from uh, USNews.com. You can look it up yourself. It says that they've tested eighty-three thousand seven hundred sixty-nine people down there. 83,000, that's, you know, that's close to half. I mean, what, 40% of the people have been tested? It says, nine, that's a pretty good sample size. It says 9,233 have tested positive. So that means you've got uh, about a 4.5% chance of testing positive on that reservation, or that nation, I guess I should say. Out of that 9,000, 6,775 have recovered, so apparently a couple thousand of them are still they're not hospitalized, obviously. This is the thing. They give you this. They give you this number of of tested positive, and then they give you a, usually a much smaller number of recovered, and then they never tell you what happened to the ones in between because they obviously aren't dead. They give you the dead number. That's 468. So 468 people have died out of 200,000. That means that your odds of dying are like point two three percent, I think, less than one quarter of one percent. Well, do you know what your odds of dying on the Navajo Nation are that are bigger than that? Accidental death. 289 people, I guess, last year died in car wrecks there. Almost, that's, you know, about two-thirds as many as COVID. It says accidental death rate is 18.9%. Chronic liver disease is 5.6%. Now, whether that's substance abuse or, my guess, says a lot of it has to do with the poison water they're drinking, you know. So you have you, you, there there are other there are other forms of death they have are way off the charts. They've got some stuff that, that, that they need help with. But COVID, one chance in four hundred and sixty-eight dying from COVID, and it looks like you've got you know an eighteen point nine percent one chance in four and a half or five dying from a car wreck or accidental death. So here these people are being scared to death. They're being terrorized with fear. Because they have less than one-fourth of one percent of a chance of dying of COVID. They haven't even got four and a half percent chance of getting the stuff. And then if they get the COVID, they've got about one chance in 20 of dying of it. This is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. People are being terrorized with this. Now I saw that, they're, and um, we'll get to the port. Supposedly, they're, I guess they just got their check. 
And this this must suck, having to be there. Instead of getting a check for, maybe they do get the $1,200 check, but it says I got $714 million sent to the nation to help with COVID. Well, $714 million, you know, divided by that, by a couple hundred thousand, well, by 173000 it's going to be $4,000 a piece. Now, if they got 200,000 people living there now, that's going to be like $3,500 per person. But what we see from the uh, news articles is that um, the tribal council or whoever, they've pretty well already got plans for a, a lot of that money. It's going to go to the heroes. Yeah, just like with just like with the rest of America's culture. Some people are making a lot of money off of this. They've been getting extra extra hourly pay because they go to their job and they're supposed to be at such risk. Well, we see the risk. Your risk is about 1 in 468. But I think the overtime pay and the bonus pay they're going to get is going to be a lot more than that. And meanwhile, what happens to the people that are going without water? Well, they're still without water. A lot of suffering, a lot of misery, and that's why I think we're seeing these things. It's like they're drawn to it. They just they just show up there. Here's an article from Arizona Central. It says, Navajo Nation issues opposition letter to Little Colorado Confluence Dam Project. So apparently there they wanted to get a dam built to help with water, but that's not working out for them. But it has some numbers in there as far as the uh, COVID actual... Um, Actual numbers of people getting sick, or reported to have been sick, died, whatever. So I went ahead and posted that there. You can see that, and you just you just go through this article, and I just see um, post after post where we have an area with intense uh, fear brought on by all these lies being told about this uh, flu. We have people just being scared, and they're being frightened in such a way that they can be herded like sheep. You know, I've talked about this before. A shepherd leads the sheep, but the wolves drive them. And what's happening here? Are they being led, or are they being driven? 200,000 people in this very arid area. They got $714 million coming their way. And instead of them people saying, well, let's... Let's take some of this money and let's get some, you know, big um, industrial scale um, water drilling projects going. And, but what do you hear? Well, you hear the federal government saying, well, we can't do this, we can't do that. And then you hear even the tribal council saying, well, well, this money needs to go to the heroes. A lot of it does. More suffering, more fear, more tension, and I suspect you're going to see more UFOs. Now, that in mind... Just put this. Just, just, just take this thing and put these things in the paradigm in which they are observed, and ask yourself: With some of these UFOs, what are they attracted to? Are they attracted to happy times, or are they attracted to just almost like it's a vortex of human suffering? Like I've said before, it's like psychic buzzards coming along to to view the carcass. And you have to ask yourself, why did this thing just show up at the exact same time the news crew did? You think that news crew was just so lucky that on the one day out of the year, at the one second out of that day, that they were able to catch this UFO darting across the sky? Or do you think, like I do, that the conspiracy is not somebody imagining that they saw the UFO? The conspiracy is, why did that UFO present itself to that news crew at that exact second? What's the agenda here? Do they just want to let us know 
that they're there? Is it some way that they are psychically establishing dominance over us? Or are they trying to inject more conflict into an already conflicted situation? The questions about these UFOs that we've that we've talked about and we've seen, they go way beyond a light zooming through the sky. There's something going on here that's bigger, that represents more, and that deserves more attention and certainly does not deserve to be mocked. And the people that actually witness these things and become aware of their existence don't deserve to be made fun of, mocked, ridiculed. Anyway... Several links at the Twitter account, UFO Warning. Go there and check them out. And if you want to become a sponsor of the show, it's really easy to do. Just go on to Anchor. Even a buck helps. Until next time, UFO Warning. Over and out.